Welcome back to the STEM Blazers podcast. This is our last official episode of the season, and we are beyond excited to welcome our last guest of season three. On today is, as always, my fabulous co-host, Maddie. Thanks, Joe. Uh, my name is Maddie Poole, and I am super excited to be here today talking to Cookies Moran. Cookies is an executive director of communications engineering at Comcast. Uh, from working in voice engineering to running a network operations center, Cookies has had a, sh- a long and exciting career at Comcast, and we're looking forward to talking more about that today. Cookies is also on the board of directors at STEM Blazers, where she has served our organization with passion and she has encouraged diversity in STEM fields. So welcome, Cookies. How are you doing today? Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk to you ladies today. Yes, us too. I'm very pumped. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So I'm really curious, just because I don't have a lot of exposure with it, what do you do every day as a executive director of communications engineering? Can you like give us an insight of what your tasks for the day, what what you're doing day to day? Yeah, so my my role day to day looks like I'm sitting in front of a computer attending meetings all day long um, because that's what it takes, right? There's a lot of coordination that uh, has to happen in in engineering. So in my role, I support multiple functions that make our voice platform function at Comcast, right? So from the telephone number administration, so we have to, uh, it's a very regulated part of our our work. Um, So from having worked with regulatory agencies to make sure that we're in compliance, to developing tools to better manage that inventory. So my, my role is Really, I see myself as a support person to everybody and anybody in my team, right? Because they are the experts. They are the people who have so many innovative ideas, who know where our pain points are, who can help us make our products better. So my role is to support them by getting them the budget that they need, getting them the resources that they need, by helping with prioritizing the work, by helping with employee development and compensation and retention and all the things that you need to worry about when you have a team of talented engineers that you really want to keep happy. Um, That includes working on culture and working on diversity and inclusion and working on sometimes outages, unfortunately, right? Things that impact the customer experience. My team is uh, an advanced tier support in that space. So sometimes that includes um, supporting them behind the scenes so that we have the right people involved and we're working with the right vendors to get the right solution uh, as quickly as possible. That is, in a nutshell, my, my day-to-day looks like. Um, and it's, it's pretty dynamic. It does change uh, constantly and rapidly. And I, I think I also should mention there's a lot of work in regards to cybersecurity, um, which is something that maybe if I think about our business 10 years ago, that wasn't as much of a concern. And today, uh, cybersecurity is top of mind and we're always um, updating our network to make sure that we are resilient and we are able to prevent any type of uh, vulnerability out there. 
Wow. That was, that was a huge list of things that you do. That sounds so impressive and that you are able to wear so many hats. And that sounds really interesting that you kind of get to do so many different things all the time and be able to stay motivated and stay into it. And yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a lot of fun, right? Working with the, the experts. But one, one thing that I, I do want to mention is in, in my career, at one time I was the expert, but I wanted to continue moving up and, and leading people. So I had to let go of that title of I am the expert and become that I'm, I'm here to support you. I'm here to remove obstacles. Um, so my technical depth that I had when I was an expert compared to now is like, I have to, it's not about depth, it's about breadth and how many topics can I contribute on, uh, even if it's not super deep expert level. Um, and and that's kind of a, a trade-off when you pick uh, leadership versus being an individual contributor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to ask you actually, the next question was about your shift from like kind of being like a technical person and then into leadership. So that's really great that you brought that up because I think that's, is that, would you say that's like a natural shift for a lot of people that then they kind of end up doing that in their careers? Yes, but also there are many who stay on the individual contributor track. Um, so for me, it was very, it felt organic. Um, I was an individual contributor and I wanted to lead people. So I, I led people for a few years and then I had the opportunity to come to engineering as an individual contributor. So I took a step back from leading people and that was a huge gift to myself because I was able to really focus on learning um, a specific uh, function, learning it really well improving processes around it before I raise my hand to lead people again. But that is a very common mentoring question that I get because I have mentored a lot of people throughout my, my career where they ask, you know, how, how will I answer this question for myself? Do I, do I want to stay technical or do I want to go into leadership? And my answer has evolved over time and now my answer to that question is very simple. Do you love people? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, then you can lead people because it takes love, really, to, to be empathetic and to connect with people because it's, at the end of the day, it's all about that human connection, especially when you're trying to motivate a team and get them to you know, a better place. Um, definitely lots of love is involved. I love how you brought up that change in perspective that you had from, you know, mentoring people maybe uh, at a different stage in your career. And now you have that like more reasoned understanding. I think you hear a lot of the, a lot of the time that when you really understand something, it becomes a lot easier to explain or when you can explain it, that means you really understand it. You said it was very organic for you. I think it's important that listeners realize that you're following what is natural to you and going along with what feels right um, and never following a path just because someone says you need to. And I think it sounds like you, you've gone through this because of passion. And I think that's really great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to make another point about mentoring there, I get 
just as much from mentoring relationships as my, as my mentees get out of it. And sometimes more, right? Because it helps me reflect as I'm answering questions, helps me reflect on, oh, wait, my answer on that has evolved. And then I can do more self-reflection as to why and I'll do better the next time somebody will ask me that question. Yeah. I mean, just honestly, hearing you talk about how you're able to communicate with people effectively is super awesome because a lot of people definitely don't have those skills. And when we talk about like communication engineering, what what does that mean? Obviously, we all like know just communication, but like in an engineering context, how would you explain that to someone who maybe hasn't heard of it before? Yeah. So from a technical product perspective, it's a very broad term, right? The main component of our work is voice communications, which to us is still the traditional telephone service um, that, you know, when you need to call 911, you pick that up and you dial 911 and they will get your address and dispatch and all of that. It's, it's the, the core of our uh, product suite. But we also have communications products that we sell to other providers. So there's still a large volume of phone calls going across our country, across the globe. And we are a provider of wholesale services, meaning the network, the infrastructure that we have built for our voice telephone product. It's also carrying traffic for other providers out there. And that is the wholesale product. Then we have a syndication product, which is our phone product being sold by another company and they just put their name on it. We also sell commercial products. So if you're calling, you know, a fast food place, a pizza place, I'm not going to drop any names, but some well-known um, companies, it's most likely that phone call is going through our network. So a lot of uh, those products, you know, come from us. We have advanced uh, enterprise products as well that help with managing, you know, mid-sized businesses that have multiple locations. Comcast will provide the whole telecommunication solution, including inter internet connectivity. Well, our responsibility in that suite of products involves anything telephone related, uh, which includes other applications where, you know, a soft phone on your computer can be used instead of physical phone. Oh, cool. Also, a kind of engineering that I feel like we don't um, maybe talk about quite as much, but is still very, very important. You know, just um, there's we talk a lot about like mechanical and civil engineering where you're building something and you can see the results. But communication engineering, as I'm hearing it, has a lot to do with just the normal functions that we usually don't have to think about every day and making sure that they are seamless for whoever needs them. And that, that plays a huge role in the success of a business. There's so much expansiveness in this field and you do so many tasks and you've mentioned how work can look very different, but what are the things that push you the most to continue what you're doing? Like what brings you the most joy and encourages you go into work every day? Uh, that's easy. It's the people. Uh, it's the growth that I see in people and uh, when, when we work together and, and you see somebody evolving and learning and paying it forward, it, it's this endless chain of, of just, um, 
growth for us as a team, as individuals, as a company. So for me, the biggest, most uh, rewarding piece is the people and just seeing how teams come together to overcome challenges, seeing how they support each other when things are not well outside of work. All of that is like the most rewarding uh, for me because it's it really, we're back down to human connection. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really curious, you know, you have such a passion for people and understanding the connections between them and the passion that they hold to push themselves forward. Is there a point in your career or your life where you realize that that was really important to you, that that needed to be a part of your career? Yes, um, there was a point in my career that we had a really challenging work environment. And in that moment, I realized that the technology, the delivery of the products, the technology that was coming next, or how much we knew about our business didn't really matter if we didn't have, if, if we didn't feel safe in our work environment and if we didn't feel connected and trusted. So I think that was a turning point for me. You know, everybody talks about having bad bosses and, and, and all of that. And it's true. Like when you have a leader that doesn't really connect well with the team, the mission, it, it really throws people off. And not to speak badly about anyone, a lot of the time it's about a bad fit. So we didn't have that great fit. And, and what, what surfaced for me at that time was that even though I didn't have the title, or the power, you know, of significance, I would say. I was a manager at a time. People were coming to me for guidance. People were coming to me to vent. People were coming to me for, like, what should we do next? And that really felt good. Uh, and, and it really helped me see, okay, this is, this is my jam. This is where I can make a difference in helping people. Yeah, it sounds like you filled those shoes even before you necessarily had the title. That's really wonderful. Yeah, that was a, a really special time, and, and I I think it shaped a lot of how I lead now. You also mentioned that you do a lot of volunteering outside of just like your regular job, um, specifically with STEM Blazers. So how how do you feel that volunteering has been important for your career and life, and has it um, kind of changed your perspective on anything, or what, what um, makes that meaningful to you? Wow, volunteering is just such a natural activity for me, like giving back. I, I always want to help. I, I think it, a lot of it comes from my upbringing. A lot of it comes from being an immigrant to this country and feeling like, wow, I like I am so fortunate to have uh, landed where I have landed and, and, and to have the career that I have and the family that I have and et cetera. So I always just want to pay it forward. And for me, volunteering with STEM Blazers is about connecting with people who are, you know, very young still, who haven't made up their mind about what they want to do and just showing them the possibilities. And not because I'm this great <laughs> person and, and uh, I, I struggle with like role model and, and being considered a role model, um, but at least show them the possibilities. Before um, STEM Blazers, I volunteered with Goodwill um, here in Denver, and I would come to middle schools and high schools, do career panels, 
So I have been in this space for a while and just hearing from those young people who say, thank you for coming. And I, I got a lot of uh, feedback on thank you for coming because hearing you with an accent and being successful inspires me because I have an accent uh, and I'm self-conscious about it. And the, some of those cards that I would get back were so powerful to me because it really validated like, yes, you should be, con you should continue to invest your time in the next generation and continue to show up and, and just talk about your story and share the challenges that you have overcome and, and share the, the path that you followed to get here. Um, to me, super important. That's why I believe in the, in the mission of STEM Blazers. I, I think, you know, closing the, the gap of, uh, the gender gap in STEM fields is so important as, as a business. For example, Comcast can't have the best products if we don't have diversity in the room where those products are being created and different perspectives. So I think it's, it's, super important that we invest our time and that we share our stories. Because for me, at the time that I decided to become a leader, I had an inspiring woman at work that I was like, oh, wow, she is phenomenal. I admire her. She knows her stuff. She is poised and still takes the time to talk to everybody, even though she's high up in leadership. And to me, it was like, wow. And she has a family. And to me, that was so powerful, right? So powerful because I truly believe you can't be what you can't see. So if you don't see people who look like you from a gender perspective, from a race perspective, in the roles that you aspire to, then you're, you're going to be uh, discouraged or you're going to have reservations pursuing a career in that field. Yeah, of course. The importance of just representation cannot be understated. And what really um, struck me was when you said that um, someone had mentioned that they really loved that you had an accent. And just like hearing that and being like, yeah, like even something like kind of small can be can have a really big impact on some people and be like, oh, my God, I that's me. Like I could be doing that. And then they can see themselves you know, kind of growing into that role and like becoming like maybe doing, doing a job, pursuing a career that they might not otherwise have thought was possible for them. So that is awesome that you are out here inspiring women and women of color. Um, I think that's awesome. And that really is what drives me. And that's really is why I'm here. So I think now is going to be a good stopping point to end our first round of questions. So thank you, Cookies, for answering those first few questions. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back. Hi, it's Wendy. We hope you're enjoying season three so far. To help others find our podcast, please rate and review us. If you have a daughter or know someone who would enjoy listening, we ask that you please share. By supporting the podcast, you are helping our alumni who host each season build their networking skills, their resume, increase their internship opportunities, and connect our audience with some pretty incredible women in STEM. Another great way to support is to get your STEM Blazers podcast mug. We will post a picture of our mug on Instagram so you can get yours. Just click on the link in our bio. I absolutely love mine, and I think you'll enjoy yours too. 
Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and a big thank you to BCER for being this week's episode sponsor. BCER is a mechanical, electrical, and life safety engineering consulting firm. To learn more about BCER, go to B as in boy, C as in Charlie, ER.com. Now let's get you back to the conversation. It's such a privilege to be able to talk to you. And, you know, I think it's so inspiring that you are so passionate and well-versed in not only the technical side, but the social side too, and that you've really got both in your career. Like, I would love to have that kind of balance. I'm working on that. So it's an inspiration to be able to see you doing that so seemingly effortlessly. You're so confident about it. Well, thank you. To go back to the social thing, when I'm I'm asked about confidence, like, it's always about my dad. I was, you know, this little seven-year-old at school. And whenever my dad came with me to like a teacher parent conference or whatever, like I would always look up like, oh, my, my dad is so big, so tall. And I always felt that backing behind me. And so I, for me, for me, it's it, confidence always goes back to my dad. For me, it, it was huge. And I'm the youngest of eight. So if anything went wrong at school, I had like seven older kids behind me ready to defend me. So that's how I became this person who is like, oh, I'm, I'm bigger than you. <laughs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's important too. Like you don't have to take up the physical space to have like the essence of like a really confident person. Like sometimes it's just the air you, you get when you walk into a room and that's important. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I and I have evolved a lot over time. Or before, I did have. I, I felt like I needed to show up with like, I don't know, the degrees and the evidence of the body of work to defend what I was gonna <laughs> present or whatever. And now I'm like, they can take it or leave it. <laughs> I really relate to that story that you were talking about with your dad because my dad is also like this big kind of scary guy. And always had this presence and encouraged me to try to have that presence too. Um, We always had this like habit. He always tried to get me to have more confidence by like putting two hands up in the air and going, and we would always do it before every presentation, every like big project. And it was the weirdest thing, but just like literally physically taking up more presence um, sometimes just allowed you to fill that space mentally. And it's, it's nice having that backing and also like realizing that the space that they made and that they took up is a space that you can take up too. So it like, it shows you the potential you have. So we know that in 2019, you accepted the role of president of Women in Cable Telecommunications, WICT. Can you tell us a little bit about what this role meant to you and kind of the impact that you wanted to make um, by becoming the president of that organization? Yeah, I WICT is, is an organization near and dear to my heart, and I credit them for a lot of my development and having allowed me to build a community around me um, in my career at Comcast. And really, we had a, a bit of an emergency where our previous president had gotten a big promotion and she really couldn't continue the role. And I I raised my hand because I thought this organization has given me so much and it's time for me to give back to it and 
by leading uh, with, I felt like I was also kind of breaking some barriers. And uh, up until that point, only white women had been in the role of president. So I thought, why not be the, the first minority to lead the organization? And and that was wonderful. Um, everybody was so kind and, and graceful and supportive. And, and that really helped me with, with feeling comfortable in the role because I really wanted to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion because really the mission for WIC is to develop women leaders for our industry. And I thought as, a, as an organization, we're not the most diverse. So how, how can we make some progress in that space? So I thought that was my biggest contribution to the organization, just having the conversations around what is it that we, we want to commit to in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because one controversial topic within the organization was the inclusion of men. So that was kind of one big elephant in the room. Like, do we want to be inclusive of men or do we not? And, and we landed in the space that we do because our mission is all about inclusion. So inclusion does not have an asterisk that says except for. <laughs> so that was the biggest accomplishment with my time as, as with president and I. I feel really good about having um, had that influence over the organization and they continue the work, right? They're, they're still not, you know, super diverse, but it continues to be a focus for the organization to recruit more women of, of color to come and help and more men to come in and get involved. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome that you were able to kind of get that conversation started and be like, hey, like we should be moving in this direction because we absolutely should be. So that is awesome. I'm really curious because you have done so much in volunteering, in holding this role at WICT, and then, you know, keeping up with your full time job. You take on so many hats, you take on so many roles. And I think it's really important to talk about. I know we brought it up in previous episodes, but it's really important to talk about balance. And so I want to get your perspective on balance, how you balance responsibilities and passions and find that happy medium in your life. And how do you think other younger girls can start to work on that? Yeah, I think it's balance is can be a bit of an illusion, right? Because balance implies that you're always even. Like if if on this balance we have work life on one side and, and personal life on the other side, it's nearly impossible to always be in balance, right? Um, the at Comcast they they started discussing this topic and using more like work life integration. So how do you integrate the two? And I think since 2020 that we've been working from home, that has become more and more important. For me, I'll be completely candid. It's hard because I am passionate about so many things. So it's it's hard to say, oh, no, I'm I'm well balanced. I have limits because I don't. <laughs> because if you come to me and say, hey, we need your help because we want to make a difference in this area uh, that you're passionate about, I'm going to say yes, and I'll figure out how later. So it, it is hard. I think for um, for me is the, the place where I have landed for this topic is be where you're supposed to be 
and be fully present in that moment, right? So tonight we're recording after work and I said yes because I'm passionate about STEM Blazers and I'm here with you ladies and I'm having a great time, right? When this ends, then I switch my computer off and I'll go hang out with my family and we'll have a great time. And it's, it's just being there that moment. And it can be overwhelming for people like me who tend to overfill their plate. But it's also for me, I, I get so much energy from interactions such as tonight. It's, it's just, it fills my cup to know that there are young women like the two of you out there pursuing your passions, learning and, and really, um, you know, paying it forward by volunteering to do a podcast. To me, that's just wonderful. And it's a, an endless chain of paying it forward. And that's how I um, just stay motivated myself. But it, I know it's not the same for everybody. So it's it's important to know yourself. I, and I think that's that's one of the um, the tenets of, of WIC is know yourself. And to me, that's what that means. What it means is understand what works for you. Don't try to do it like so-and-so or this other person on TV or on social media. Do what works for you and understand what are the things that bring you energy? What are things that drain your energy? What are things that you must do? What are things that are would be nice to do um, and and learn how to prioritize those and and be flexible with yourself because you're going to make mistakes. That is a wonderful, concise answer to a very large topic. So I certainly appreciate that. I also appreciate how you rephrased it, that it's it's work-life integration and that balance is never going to be perfect. Nothing in our lives is going to be perfect, but you can devote yourself to the present moment and just be here for what's here. And I really appreciate that outlook. And I think now we are going to jump straight to our rapid fire round. And basically, Joe and I will just ask you a series of questions and you just kind of answer them as fast as you can. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, First question. Joe, do you want to start us off? Absolutely. What did you want to be when you were five? When I was five, I wanted to be a lawyer. Awesome. And later I found out that I, I would have to defend guilty people. So I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's valid. That's valid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who is your professional female icon? Charlotte Field, who is a mentor of mine. And she is the woman that I saw early on in my career mm-hmm. who was a very successful woman in, in a high position who was technical and um, still connected with people and made the time to talk to her employees and mentor them. And to this day, she's my mentor and my friend. And I really admire her and, and respect her for who she is. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for sharing her with us and shouting her out. I'm, I'm sure she'll really appreciate that. What is your best life hack? My best life hack? I struggled with that one. Um, because I wanted to put another tidbit out there for all the girls who are going to listen. And it's always negotiate. Don't ever take an offer as a final offer if you haven't negotiated. And and think outside the box. It doesn't always have to be money. 
It can be time off. It can be location. It can be so many different things, but always negotiate. That is such good advice. Yeah, yeah. definitely. What is your favorite way to de-stress? Walking. It, when I when we were back in the office, I would do laps around the building. Uh, at home, I walk in the neighborhood or we'll go to a park, hiking when the weather's nice. Uh, just being outside clears my head and recharges me. And that's important to mention. You can do it anywhere. You can do it anytime. Yes. You know, no excuse. You can find a time to like integrate some movement into your day. And that's important. So important. Uh, okay. What is the best compliment you've ever received? Oh my gosh. That was tough. I think anytime somebody comes up to me and says that I have inspired them to take action is the biggest compliment you can give me. Um, when I, hear from people say, well, I was stuck on X, a problem, uh, a career, a life choice. And after we talked, I took action. That is the biggest compliment you can give me because I'm all all about taking action. Awesome. What is your favorite motto? I say it is what it is a lot. And what that means to me is not accepted and, and just put your head down to me is look at your current circumstances. You might not be able to change them right now, but you can take other actions to improve whatever situation you're in front of. So to me, it's, it's about don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on the negative. Uh, learn from it. Move forward. Take the next step. Awesome. What is a skill you've been wanting to learn? I would love to learn how to code. And the last question for Rapid Fire is, what is your favorite song? I'm going to edit that question and say, what is your favorite song of right now? Yes. That's yeah, so current, fair. Current favorite. <laughs> That's out. It's so, yeah. I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> what is, yeah, current, current song. We'll go with that. Right now, we are obsessed with the movie Encanto, so we don't talk about Bruno. Yep. <laughs> it's playing nonstop. Yep. And I love it. I've had um, surface pressure stuck in my head for at least two weeks now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I so want to learn the lyrics and be able to sing it. It's so fast for me. So I actually looked it up in Spanish to see if I can accomplish that a little faster mm -hmm. in Spanish. <laughs> love the movie. Love the messages in the, in the song. Well, we will add that song to our mentor playlist. So make sure uh, to check that out on Spotify. Great. And for our last question, um, for the last time, I think this season, standing where you are now, what advice would you give to your high school self? Take more risks and ask more questions out loud. Yeah, that is. That's good advice for sure. That is. Yeah. And uh, now for our listeners, we have the trivia question of the episode. Um, and the question is, what year was the Women in Cable and Telecommunications or WICT network founded? Um, and you can find that answer on our Instagram. So make sure to check that out at STEM Blazers. And thank you so much, Cookies, for joining us on this episode. Joe and I have just had such a blast talking to you um, you're an amazing woman and it was so much fun to talk to you and hear about your story. So thank you for inspiring uh, young girls and women everywhere who may be thinking about going into STEM. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
talking to the two of you. And thanks again for having me. Yeah, of course. And thank you to the listeners for joining us for another STEM Blazers episode. If you want more information or to stay up to date with what we're working on, check out our website at stemblazers.org or our Facebook and Instagram pages at STEM Blazers. 